The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Yes, Nathan Murphy in for Matt Cooper this evening. 0874100102 is the number for your WhatsApps. Now, as we heard earlier in the show, four tourists in their 20s from the UK were attacked in Temple Bar on Saturday night. Three were hospitalised and have since been released. A teenager was arrested over the attack and robbery. He appeared in court today and has been released on bail. It is the latest in a spate of high-profile assaults of tourists in the city centre over the past few weeks. Joined on the line by Conor Lally, crime the security editor of the Irish Times. Connor, when you look at the crime statistics in Dublin city centre, is it actually becoming more dangerous? Well, we certainly know that all over the country assaults have increased over the last, say, 10 years. Um, They've increased very significantly. But in answer to your question, the crime data for, uh, you know, the latest period we have, so the first part of the year and last year, doesn't bear out the fact that there's been a significant spike in violent uh, attacks here in Dublin. Um, obviously, the period that's underway now, there has been a lot of attention, as you say, on those attacks on uh, tourists over over recent weeks. It'll be some time before we get the crime data for that period. And even when we do, I think we all know that, um, you know, the official crime data in Ireland or really in any uh country doesn't fully capture um, what's going on. But certainly for the period that we have data for, it doesn't really show that there's been a significant increase in assaults. Trina O'Connor, criminologist and host of the Real Lives Untold podcast, is with us as well. Trina, public perception is hugely important as well. And there does seem to be a feeling among the public that the city centre is not somewhere you want to go late at night at the moment. We have the American Embassy advising caution when tourists come to Dublin. And a definite sense that that area around O'Connell Street has become a no-go area. Is that your feeling as to what the general perception of Dublin city centre is right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think many people are finding themselves increasingly scared because sometimes when you hear of attacks after attacks like this, you you do get a moral panic. But however, I think... We have to look back and look at what's happened in previous years uh, before the pandemic, for example. During the summer holidays, you will often see an increase in spike in youth crime when young people are out of school or when they're on, um, you know, when they have time off, say, around Halloween or Christmas. So it's not unusual to see young people involved in criminality um, when they're out there and not in school at the time. It does raise, obviously, a much bigger question around the underinvestment in certain areas of Dublin city centre, Trina, and Mm. that spike in youth crime that a lot of these kids have nothing else to do and there has been nothing provided for them to do. Yeah, I I think realistically we can look at the funding that has been put into the North East Inner City through the Mulvey Task Force there since the feud. And you're looking at 30 plus million over a period of five to six years. So it's where the money is going, I suppose. So if you still have sports clubs in an area like that, that are trying to fundraise to keep the lights on, well, then the funding is going the wrong places. And it's also important what we do with young people when we we bring them into criminal justice, when we bring them into the system. And even as recent as last week, there was a policy paper published by the Department of Justice about the youth justice strategy used in restorative justice. And like some, they're promising new funding, but this is based on a commitment that was set out in 2021, so two years ago. They've committed to a new restorative service for young people in Galway 
Uh, it was a very, very small pilot uh, project there. But the services that we have really need to be increased. Small pilots are not going to cut it, you know. We we, we don't know from this policy paper um, when the restorative justice will happen. Will it happen when the young person is arrested? Will it happen when they're charged? Will it happen after conviction? So it's what we're doing with young people as well when we bring them into criminal justice that we need to be looking at. Connor, we're talking about two of the most important areas of the city with these recent attacks on Talbot Street, just off the main thoroughfare of O'Connell Street, and then in Temple Bar, packed to the rafters every weekend with tourists. How can the Gardaí, the city council, the government, win back the trust, the faith of the public that these are areas that are safe to go and visit? Yeah, and I mean, I certainly think you kind of touched on it earlier, Nathan. You know, there's no point in telling people that you know, the official crime data does not reflect the fear that they have. If people are afraid going into town, that's a problem. Um, and then you have to ask yourself, well, how do you address that, you know, that fear? Um, and I think one of the things that you can do, uh, but it is only one of the things, um, is by increasing the number of guardy that we have on the, st- on the streets. And I think really in recent years, uh, probably since the start of the pa- uh, pandemic, Garden numbers have been falling. And what we're seeing now even, um, even during that period before the uh, pandemic started and the Garda College down in Templemore had to be closed, um, certainly frontline Garda were telling me that Garda numbers were, were under pressure, that they didn't have the resources that they required, particularly for these places that you're talking about, you know, policing, say, out of Store Street Garda Station, Pier Street Garda Station, um, that they were under chronic pressure. Um, and that was at, at a time in March 2020 when we had 14, when we had over 14,700 Gardaí in the force. And that, that was a record high. Obviously, the Garda College then had to close down during COVID and the Garda numbers really fell um, for, for a near three-year period and were just below 14,000 Gardaí. But the problem is not only are Garda numbers falling now and have been falling for quite some time, the numbers were already under pressure even before that fall started. So the government and Garda headquarters is talking about um, you know recruiting more Gardaí to get the strength of the force back up to 15,000, which would be a record high. But in truth, we probably need to go far higher than that. Um, And I just think at the moment, the loss of confidence now in the city centre is such that there needs to be a very significant surge in, you know, high visibility patrols around town. And has that happened over the last couple of weeks? Because we obviously covered in depth the assault on Talbot Street, which again happens just a couple of hundred metres away from Store Street Station. We had that very Mm -hmm. high profile walkabout from Helen McEntee. A sense that in the height of summer, the height of the tourist season, that there would be that visibility, that high guard of presence around O'Connell Street, around Temple Bar, around Grafton Street, around the areas where tourists are to make sure that they feel safe. Has that not happened over the past fortnight? Well, I mean, the Gardaí would tell you that it has, um, that the cash that was, you know, un, un, unveiled there, the uh, 10 million package, that that was available straight away and that this is going to, you know, p- 
provide far more uh, Garda man hours for extra Garda patrols on overtime to the end of the of the year. So that tap has been turned on, um, and the guards will tell you that those patrols have increased. But look, the reality is, you can have hundreds of guards on the streets. You're not going to stop all the violence. And I don't think we should lose sight here that every uh, you know every major European capital has a proportion of crime on the st- on the streets and you're not going to stop it. Um, a lot of the crimes that we have in Ireland as well, you know, some of these recent high-profile crimes, you, you know, they've dominated really the media coverage for the last few weeks and the reality is that in other European capitals they wouldn't even get into the media um, so we tend to be obsessed here when particularly when a tourist is attacked I can't really understand it. I don't really know why we'd be more concerned about a tourist being attacked than we would an Irish person. Um, obviously, all attacks are wrong. They all have to be tackled. Um, so I'm not really sure why we're getting so carried away about tourists being attacked. I think there is an issue in the city centre now. And unfortunately, it is mainly around the youth gangs um, that seem to have possibly become more comfortable on the streets during the COVID period. Mm. And they're seeking, I suppose, to enjoy that, you know, that same freedom that they enjoyed when the streets were empty during the pandemic uh, period. So I think there needs to be a policing push on high visibility policing push on to, to try and stamp out that. Um, but the idea that we have a greater responsibility to protect tourists, I just don't think that flies. Um, I think the streets have to be safe for everybody. I think they are. I, th- I think they largely are safe. Um, even in recent weeks, the number of incidents we're talking about are relatively low, and the vast majority of people that go into town do so. They have a great time, have their night out, and then head, uh, head home again. Yeah, I think it's certainly a lot of people, though, would feel that they have been somewhat unnerved and maybe are noticing mm. things a lot more over the last few weeks. Trina, yeah. so many of the messages we're getting in asking about these youngsters, and we need to be careful because this is in front of the courts, this particular incident. But why aren't the parents been brought in? Why aren't they been hauled in front of the courts alongside them? Well, I, I know that the parents do accompany the young people to the children's uh, court when they are brought in there. So that does happen. But we don't have any law here to prosecute um, parents for their children's behaviour. Um, that's not something that we do here. It's not something that's done very widely anywhere, as far as I know. Um, I think that it's important that parents, what we have is, we do have a pilot project running called a bail supervision uh, support scheme, and that brings in the whole family and the probation service work with the family when a young person is out on bail, for example. And that's really useful. But again, it's not resource enough and there's no guaranteed funding and it's only a pilot. So there is some work happening out there trying to get family support because a lot of these families are in crisis. But the parents, it wouldn't be something that we would criminalise the parents. It's not something that we do. All right, we've got to leave it there. I'm sure we'll be coming back to this over the coming days and weeks. Connor Lally and Trina O'Connor. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.